This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agencies provide individualized protection on more than 480 million acres of farmland. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. EPA Administrator Michael Regan says the Biden administration plans to consider the current economic framework when deciding future biofuel mandate waivers. The EPA issued denials of 36 small refinery exemptions in April following a handful of court decisions on the subject at both the Supreme Court and District Court levels. Asked about how he plans to govern the program going forward at a Senate hearing today, Regan says he wants to follow the established law while analyzing the underlying economics at play. The decisions that we're making in terms of these SREs, we're trying to do it in a way where we follow the law. And I'm trying to stay on the right side of the law while also doing exactly what you just laid out, which is being sensitive to the prices that we're facing now. He says he wants to make sure the regulated community can understand what's coming. What I can commit to you is is that we are looking for a way to provide certainty to both the ag industry and the refining industry in terms of those obligations under the RVO program and how that plays into these exemptions, uh, that these exemption decisions that the agency is having to make. According to EPA's online SRE dashboard, there are still 59 pending applications awaiting agency action. A federal regulator is gearing up for discussions at the intersection of agriculture and carbon sequestration. AgriPulse's Amy Mayer has more. The federal regulator that makes sure corn, wheat, and other commodities all have sound futures contracts is gearing up to provide the same service for carbon offsets. And soon the Commodity Futures Trading Commission will seek public input, Chair Rostin Benham announced during Politico's Sustainability Summit today. We're going to put out a consultation, um, hopefully in the next couple weeks, that has a broader set of questions um, that we can get feedback from, and then we'll have the roundtable Um, June 2nd, which is just two weeks away, I think, from today. Um, And so those two sort of um, combined events or items will hopefully better inform the commission on a path forward. Benham says there's recognition that farmers, ranchers, and other landowners could benefit from carbon offset markets and that they need to be properly managed. We want to be very careful about what we create unintended or intended consequences. And if, in fact, there is a market being created, having a market regulator like the CFTC be able to have some interface with that um, that that sort of ecosystem so that the credibility exists. He says the commission does not regulate cash markets, but it can intervene if there is manipulation or fraud. That's because futures contracts depend on them. With carbon offsets, he said the private sector has been leading development and innovation. And if we're really going to be serious about reducing emissions and hitting our 2050 targets under the Paris Agreement, there's going to have to be an official sector role here. Benham said the CFTC is part of the whole of government approach to climate Climate change. Amy Mayer, AgriPulse. Finally today, new legislation would change the management of USDA's conservation data. AgriPulse's Hannah Pegel has more. Two Midwest senators have teamed up to release new legislation aimed at improving USDA's data collection and research to connect farmers and ranchers with the most effective conservation practices. South Dakota Senator John Thune and Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar have released the Agriculture Innovation Act. The goal of the legislation is to improve USDA's secure and confidential data collection procedures, which assess how conservation and production practices increase crop yield, bolster soil health, and boost productivity. According to a release from Thune and Klobuchar, USDA already manages and stores valuable producer data. 
However, the senators say the data can be better utilized to bolster producers' understanding of which conservation practices help reduce risk and increase profitability. The bill is supported by several conservation organizations as well as the National Corn Growers Association. Reporting for AgriPulse, I'm Hannah Peigel. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by America's crop insurance industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net, providing individualized protection on more than 480 million acres of farmland. Crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.